Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How are you? I really hope you're fine because I am. I'm all good. So it is sunny, sunny, sunny. Um, and it's Friday, Friday, Friday. Um, so who has got that Friday feeling? I have. <laughs> it's Saturday tomorrow. It's the weekend. We're almost there. Yes. So, <sighs> riddles. Oh, my goodness. Ariana, I have to say, well done on your riddle because, because, believe it or not, um, nobody guessed your riddle. Not, um, we do, do have a, a correct answer, um, from all you children, which is totally amazing because I didn't know the answer to it until I read the answer. You stumped my little boy, which is amazing because he seems to know the answer to all the riddles. And I told my sister the riddle yesterday and she didn't know it either. So well done you. You stumped nearly everybody. However, I had a correct answer from Benjamin again. Benjamin, hello Ben again. And you guessed the correct answer. You were first to tell me. And it was... Well, the actual riddle was what travels round the world but never leaves the corner? And it's a stamp, of course. Oh, my goodness. A stamp. Because it's on the corner, in the, in the corner of an envelope or a parcel. And it goes round the world. Well done, Ariana. Well, let's see if you can guess this riddle. So, hey diddle diddle, riddle me this. What can't talk but can reply? Mm. That's an interesting one, isn't it? See if anyone guesses it. I want correct answers, please. <laughs> Tell me what the answer is. But all get your thinking caps on and let me know. Um, because that, to me, is quite a difficult one. <sighs> Let's see if you're all cleverer than me. Well, we've already established that you are. But let's see who is cleverer than me. <laughs> So today is the official start of autumn. In fact, yes, the official start of autumn is today. Um, the start of seed gathering. <gasps> wow. So um, autumn means pumpkins and Halloween and oh, what else? acorn gathering for the squirrels um what else does it mean it means all the leaves are turning red 
and orange and yellow and falling off the trees. Oh, so it also means hot chocolate with marshmallows and sprinkles. Mmm, and lovely cosy nights in with slippers and dressing gowns and the, oh, sitting by the fire. <laughs> so, um, I have a fun fact for you today. And do you know what? It's a fun fact that really doesn't surprise me. Apparently, there is cell phones. So, you know, mobile phones, cell phones. Um, some places, uh, it's difficult to use them because there is no um, signal and there's no coverage. However, right at the top of Mount Everest, so the highest mountain, there is cell phone coverage. There is a reception there. So you can go all the way up there and still be able to talk on a mobile somebody will be able to contact you on a mobile phone or on a cell phone oh my goodness is there no escaping <laughs> can't even escape from the world up a mountain somebody can still phone you and it will probably be a cold caller <laughs> anyway um that is the fun fact for the day and if you have any fun facts i'm running out of fun facts so if you have any fun facts um or any riddles of course then let me know um so that i can tell yours before i run out of mine so today i thought we would read uh chapter 10 of mr pink whistle so, it's called The Mean Little Boy. Here goes. There was once a mean little boy called Wilfred. He took other children's toys away and wouldn't give them back. He pinched the little girls when no grown-up was about. He hit the little boys and sometimes threw their hats right up into the trees so that they couldn't get them. Wilfred, well, start again. Wilfred was big and rather strong for his age, so it wasn't much good trying to stop him. All the other children could do was to run away when they saw him. But one day, little Janet didn't run away quickly enough. She was playing with her tricycle in the street and Wilfred saw her. He loved riding on tricycles because he hadn't got one himself. So up he ran and caught hold of the handle. Get off, Janet. I want to ride, said Wilfred. No, said Janet. You're much bigger than I am. And my mother says I mustn't let bigger children ride my little tricycle in case they break it. Well, I'm jolly well going to ride it, said Wilfred. He dragged Janet off her tricycle and she fell on the ground. Wilfred was always so rough. Then he got on the little tricycle himself and rode off quickly down the street, ringing the bell loudly. My word, how quickly he went. You should have seen him. All the other children skipped out of the way and even the grown-ups did too. 
Ting-a-ling, went the little bell. Ting-a-ling, ting-a-ling. Wilfred came to where the street began to go down a little hill. On he went just as fast and then he came to a roadway. He tried to stop, but he couldn't. Over the curb he went, crash! The tricycle fell over and Wilfred fell too. He didn't hurt himself, but the tricycle was quite broken. The handle was off, the bell was spoilt and wouldn't ring and one of the pedals was broken. A little fat man with pointed ears and green eyes saw the accident. It was Mr Pinkwhistle, of course, trotting along as usual to see what bad things in the world he could put right. He hurried up to the boy who had fallen, meaning to pick him up and comfort him. But before he could get there, a little girl ran up and began to scold him, crying bitterly all the time. You horrid boy, Wilfred. Now you've broken my tricycle and I did love it so much. My mother will be really angry with me because you rode it. I shan't be able to get it mended and it will have to be put away in the shed and never ridden any more. And Janet cried bucketfuls of tears all down herself until her dress was quite damp. The other children came running up to see what had happened. They glared at Wilfred, who made a face and slapped Janet because she was crying so loudly. It's a silly tricycle anyway, said Wilfred. Stupid baby one. Good gracious, I might have broken my leg falling over like that. He stalked off, whistling, leaving the others to pick up the tricycle and to comfort poor Janet. Horrid boy, said Tom. Don't cry, Janet. Yes, but it isn't fair, wept Janet. It's my tricycle and he took it away from me and now it's broken and my mother will be so cross. Mr Pinkwhistle was sorry for the little girl. He walked up to the children and patted Janet's golden head. Now, now, don't cry any more, he said. Maybe I can mend your tricycle. Tell me more about the boy who broke it. Well, you should have heard the things that came pouring out about Wilfred, the mean boy. Mr Pinkwhistle didn't care whether it was telling tales or not. He just had to know about him. And soon he knew so much about him that a big frown came above his green eyes and he pursed up his pink mouth. Hmm, said Mr Pinkwhistle deep down in his throat. I must see into this. That boy wants punishing. But first we will mend your tricycle, little girl. Well, Mr Pinkwhistle took the broken tricycle along to a bicycle shop and soon it was as good as new. The handle was put on again very firmly. A new bell was bought and fixed on. It was much better than the other one. The pedal was nicely mended and then Janet got on her tricycle and rode off in delight. Oh, thank you, she cried. But I do hope I don't meet Wilfred. He will want to ride my tricycle again and break it. Oh, I'll look after Wilfred, said Mr Pinkwhistle. 
and then, in his very sudden and extraordinary way, he disappeared. One minute he was there, and the next he wasn't. But really and truly, he was there, but quite invisible, because, as you know, he was half magic. He had seen Wilfred coming along again and Mr Pinkwhistle meant to watch that small boy and see all the things he did. Oh yes, Wilfred wasn't going to have a very good time now. Wilfred strolled along, hands in pockets, making faces at children he met. When he met Kenneth, who was eating a rosy apple, Wilfred stopped. Give me that apple, he said. No, said Kenneth putting the apple behind his back. Wilfred snatched at it and it rolled into the mud so that nobody could eat it at all. Kenneth yelled. Wilfred grinned. Mr Pinkwhistle frowned. The little fat man bought another apple at the fruit shop and slipped it into Kenneth's pocket without being seen. He would find it there when he got home. What a lovely surprise. Then Mr Pinkwhistle became visible again and walked into a shop. He bought several rather large sheets of white paper, some pins and some black chalk. He stood by a wall and quickly wrote something in big letters on a sheet of paper. Then he disappeared suddenly. But a very strange thing happened. On Wilfred's back, a large sheet of white paper suddenly appeared and was gently pinned there so that Wilfred didn't know. On the paper was written a single sentence in big black letters. I knocked Kenneth's apple into the mud. Well, Wilfred went along the street humming gaily, not knowing that anything was on his back at all. But very soon, all the other children knew it. First one saw it, then another. And soon a big crowd was following Wilfred, giggling hard. Wilfred heard them and turned round. What's the joke? he asked. You're the joke, said Harry. You stop giggling and tell me how I'm the joke, said Wilfred fiercely. Who knocked Kenneth's apple into the mud? called Jenny. How do you know what I did? cried Wilfred. I suppose that baby Kenneth has been telling tales. Wait till I see him again. <laughs> no, he hasn't told us. You told us yourself, giggled Doris. I did not, said Wilfred. Ha <laughs> ha, look on your back, shouted Lenny. Wilfred screwed his head around and looked over his shoulder. He caught sight of something white on his back. He dragged at his coat and pulled off the paper. He read it and went red with rage. Who dared to pin this on my back, he shouted. I'll shake him till his teeth rattle. Everyone shook their heads. No, they hadn't pinned the paper on Wilfred's back. Ah, though they would have liked to if they dared. Wilfred threw the paper onto the ground and stamped on it. If anyone does that to me, 
again. They'll be sorry for themselves, he said fiercely. So just look out. But the one who had done it didn't care a rap for Wilfred's threat. Oh no, old Mr Pinkwhistle grinned to himself and trotted quietly along after Wilfred, waiting to see what mean thing the boy would do next. And then out would come another sheet of paper, of course, and Wilfred would have to wear another notice on his back. Now, we need to wait until tomorrow to read chapter 11, which is Wilfred has a good many shocks. So we'd like to know exactly what he does tomorrow. So come back and listen for chapter 11. <laughs> oh my goodness, I would like to be um, able to make myself invisible like Mr Pinkwhistle. That would be fun. Could do so many fun things. What is the first thing you would do if you could be invisible? If you could just do one thing when you're invisible, what would it be? I don't know what I would do. I'm going to think. I'm going to have a think and I'm going to tell you tomorrow. And you send me a message and tell me what you would do if you were invisible. <laughs> anyway, I have work today, but. I don't tomorrow, so woohoo! Um, because it's Friday today, which means it's Saturday tomorrow. And don't forget the riddle. What can't talk but can reply? Ooh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing how many people are cleverer than me um, and get the answer. So, I just want to make sure that you take care and stay safe, but still have the most amazing day. Okay? And I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.